0: ramsey solutions broadcasting from the pods moving and storage studio it's the ramsey show where debt is dumb cash is king and the paid off home mortgage has taken the place of the bmw as the status symbol of choice we help people build wealth do work that they love and create actual real amazing relationships dr. john deloney number one best-selling author of the book, Own Your Past, Change Your Future, and host of the Dr. John Deloney Show is my co-host today. The phone number will talk about your life and your money right in front of you. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Jack is on the line. Jack is in Jacksonville, Florida. Hi, Jack. How are you?
1: Hey, how's it going, David? John, thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Um, yeah, so I recently had a career change. Um, and my previous employer, I vested about 7,800 privately held stock options to purchase. Um, I vested them out of an office, like a dollar a share. Um, like I said, they are privately held. Um, and so yeah, I'm just looking for some advice as to whether we should purchase any or or not. Um, I just got married in February with my wife and, um, we don't have any debt. We have about 10 grand in our emergency savings. And, um, we also have a sizable amount paid for a down payment for a home. We're currently renting. Um, and yeah, I just like want to know what the best option would be moving forward. Okay.
0: Um, the, the way I answer questions on this show, Jack, after 30 years of doing this is if knowing what I know, if I woke up in your shoes, mm-hmm. what would I do, and that's the way I look at it. Okay. You're newly married. You got 10 grand, you got a house down payment, and these are privately held shares Uh, do I invest in them? Okay. Mm -hmm. Everything in your life sounds normal except that (laughs) that kind of stands out over here as weird, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's an investment you would make if you had a million dollars, you'd been married 40 years, whatever. And if you wanted to have some play money, uh, you, Mm -hmm. you would goof around with that. Okay, so a couple of issues I would have with it if I were in your shoes is, number one, it's single stocks. uh, So you've got all of this money, basically all of your investment money at this point, tied up in a single company. So as Mm -hmm. it goes, so goes your entire portfolio. So that's called risk because you're not diversified. You're not spread out, number one. Number two, it's privately held, which means two things. Uh, We have no idea what's going to (laughs) happen. Right. (laughs) None whatsoever. It's a small operation or it's a big operation, but either way, you have very little transparency, you have very little control, uh, and you have very little liquidity. Once you own it, it's hard to get out of it a lot of times. And Mm so uh, even if I was going to buy single stocks, I wouldn't buy that one.
1: Yeah. The only reason I was concerned about it was so we do have two uh, Roth IRAs. One, I have one and my wife has one. We've maxed out the last two years. Um, and then, um, yeah, I was talking to some friends and they're saying, you know, even if you buy 5,000 of them at $5,000 um, over the course of your entire investments um, for retirement, it's yeah, I mean, it's a risk, right? Um, so I'm not sure if that 5,000 would be a risk or if I should throw 1,000 in it. And then if they go public, um the rate of return could be could be very lucrative, but yeah, and you could and you
0: could set a thousand dollars in the middle of the floor and set it on fire.
1: Yeah <laughs> sure. that's the
2: thing about Instagram, man, is they like you'll see these things roll up every once in a while. If you had invested in Tesla nine years ago, you would have a hundred billion dollars what that what that kind of thinking doesn't tell you is how many people sat at their friend's brother's table with this new business idea that they invested and in, they lost everything. They lost 1,000, 5,000, 10,000, or whatever. Um, There's way more of those than there are of the Teslas in the world. Yeah.
0: And um, so here's the thing about this situation. Okay. One of two things is going to happen you're going to make a lot of money, or you're going to lose all your money. There's probably no in between. You're either going to put 5,000 in and get 25,000 out, or you're going to put 5,000 in and say, bye. Um, you're newly married. You're trying to buy a house. You don't need to put five thousand dollars on the roulette table and hope it hits red. And that's what you're doing. So um, you can do whatever you want. I've done it. I did it when I was your age, and I lost it several times because <laughs> I'm stupid and I have to learn these lessons more than once. But because I always think I'm a glass half full guy, I always think it's going to work out. Oh, that's that's me. Like and you know, oh, and man. it doesn't. So it's a bad investment strategy, Jack. I wouldn't do it. And your friends that are giving you advice on this are people who are broke. They're not millionaires. So millionaires do steady, predictable investing. They get out of debt and they stay out of debt. Nothing in this discussion falls in those, under those headings. I wouldn't do it. But you do whatever you want. We'll still be friends. Ronald is with us in Greenville, North Carolina. Hey, Ronald, what's up?
1: Hey, Dave, uh, this is a great day to get talked to Dave Ramsey and John Deloney and I turned 52 today, so this is literally the icing on the cake. Happy birthday Happy to birthday you. birthday, young man. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Just a couple quick questions. Um, so basically, me and my wife, we're at about uh, $1.4 uh net worth. Uh, over the period of four or five years, we're at seven, seven I have rolled over uh, about 470000 into a Roth Good. sitting there. Um, I've got about $80,000 left uh, before I can completely be – all of the pre-tax stuff is rolled over over into the Roth. Good. Number one, is that smart to do? yes. Uh, yes. The, yes. Number, yes. the number two piece is basically being 52, do I continue to – because in our job, we don't have a uh, Roth IRA. We just have a simple IRA. So would it be smart right up to 60 years old to roll over every year, convert it, and then pay the taxes – until sixty and stop at sixty, doing if, that. If you're going to leave it shift? alone,
0: whatever the piece of yep. money we're talking about, if you're not going to touch it for ten years, it's going to be smart. Okay. Even past sixty. If okay. I'm sixty-two and I'm going to do a Roth this year. Okay. 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 So because I'm not going to touch that money, I'm going to let it grow tax-free. Now, if I'm going to get the money out sooner, it starts to be questionable as to whether that's the right direction. But uh, okay. But but if you're going to leave it alone decade, you're you're better off to have the tax-free growth and let, let's repeat you're a hundred percent debt-free baby step seven house and everything you have a yes, one a million dollar plus net worth your baby steps millionaire you did it on your own you didn't inherit it yes, sir. it's all sitting there you've got the cash to pay the taxes that yes. these that this eighty thousand going from traditional to roth creates and now that eighty thousand is growing from this point tax free and so if, right. it, if it grows 10%, it grows $8,000 next year. That's $2,000. that would have been taxable on that $8,000 yes. is not taxable. Okay. And okay. the next year, and, also, and the next year, and the next year, and the next year.
1: And also, too, the small, like right now, I know with the, you know, the, the, the funds, the mutual funds are down, so basically I'm, Great time I'm, to I'm do a roll no Yeah,
0: great yes, time sir. to do a roll And
1: that's, that's kind of what I've looked at it. Yeah. And I, I didn't know all like. So again, you said pretty much at sixty or past sixty, as long as you're not know, going to touch it with a ten year time period, continue yeah. to do it. And
0: you got an investing horizon of ten years or more, it's always going to work out to do the tax free growth. That's it. It's that simple. Yeah. And you do baby step seven. Now I'm not going to tell people that have debt to create a tax burden by rolling to a Roth. While they need to be paying off their car debt. No, 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 no. This guy's at baby step seven. He's got extra cash. All we're doing is we're getting tax efficient growth on his investments. That's all we're doing. This is The Ramsey Show. John Deloney Ramsey personality is my co-host today in less than two weeks we're kicking off the building wealth tour and it has been incredible to see the buzz around these life-changing events at these events you're going to learn the best way to build real lasting wealth you'll leave with practical easy to follow plans that actually work we'll be doing uh, pictures and signing books Dr. John Deloney at my right will be with us Rachel Cruz Ken Coleman and uh, George Camel, and me. Uh, this week we announced that the event in San Antonio has sold out, that there were a few tickets left for us in uh, Phoenix on September the 12th. Sorry, uh, September the 12th is also sold out. So Phoenix is completely sold out both days, September 12 and 13. Uh, Sacramento, November the 1st, is sold out. San Antonio in November the 15th is sold out. And Minneapolis, November the 10th, is the only ones getting tickets left. So if you want to come, we'd love to have you in Minneapolis. Uh, a few tickets left. I mean, like less than 100. So it's uh, going to be gone very, very soon. And, uh, again, the tickets are only $25. You get a four-pack starting at 60 bucks. Bring a bunch of friends. Come out. It's a party. It's a pep rally for your money and your life and your mental health and your career. And we're going to talk about all of it. And it's a good time. These, I can't wait. These events man. are so fun. I can't wait. That's five of them we've got, and all of them are sold out but one. Yeah, it's a great, a great fall lineup. Excited about it, and uh, also there's ta- still tickets left to the uh, October 22nd Smart Conference in Dallas, and they're a whole thirty-five dollars for an entire day. All, all of the Ramsey personalities plus. Craig Groeschel, Amy Groeschel from Life Church will be speaking on marriage. So lots of good stuff going on at all of this. Don't miss any of it. Our question of the day comes from Blinds.com. Find out for yourself why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings, free samples, free shipping, new promos they run every month. You'll save even more. Use the promo code RAMSEY to get the best
2: possible deal. Today's question comes from Roberto in Texas, says... I've always helped my immediate family members if they needed money, and most have paid me back. But I have two siblings that have borrowed 9000 bucks through the years without paying back a cent, and neither of them work. My brother has used the kidney failure, his kidney failure as an excuse for the past 20 years, and my sister has recently been diagnosed with diabetes and is going down the same path. I made a promise to my parents that I would look out for my siblings, but I feel like enough is enough. How can I let them know I will no longer come to their aid unless they pay for their past debt Whew. all right Dave I can I answer this and you can you can beat up my answer yeah or vice versa um, making you promised your parents you'd take care of them. It looks like you are contributing to them uh, very negative health outcomes. So if I'm this young man or if he was my brother or my friend, I would tell him, forgive the debt and sit him down and say, I'm not going to give any more money to anybody and then move on with your life. Yep. So
0: here's is the thing. I mean, is that right? Yeah. Now, this is not a um, a, a proper uh, psychological definition. And so you can shoot holes in this. But in my opinion, number one, enablers that I have met, including when I have been an enabler. Um, And I can think of a time recently that I did that. Lord, forgive me and shoot me in the head if I try to do that again. But um, uh, enablers, when we are enablers, any of us, it is when we are the nicest people in the world. Hmm. We are too nice to say no. Hmm. And in the name of being nice, we get run over Hmm. like doormats. And we call that being nice. We're really good at it in the South. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Bless your heart, <laughs> which can mean I'm getting ready to slit your throat, or it could mean bless your th- heart. Um, we don't know what it means. It depends on the tone and the context and everything else. And then you may still may not know. So um, when my wife says bless your heart, I still don't. I'm not sure after 40 years what she means. Uh, sometimes it's sarcastic, and I do understand. But well, bless your heart, I know what that means. Okay, sure. but um, that means you are a dumb butt. That's but, right. Yeah, that's um, but but the uh, uh, anyway enablers. Th- this man is a nice man. That's right. Number one. Number two, that this is this part that's probably not psychologically correct. In my opinion, someone who is enabling, they always say, I always hear the language, I'm helping. Mm. They want me to help. I want to help. I told my parents I would take care of them, help them, mm. be there for them.
2: And that, I think enablers have defined help wrong. Absolutely. I think enablers help use other people as tools to make themselves feel good. But, I mean, if you think giving a drunk a drink is helping them,
0: you have defined help wrong. Right. You've harmed the person. That's right. You've
2: contributed to it, right? You've poured gas on their fire. You're participating
0: in their crazy butt behavior. Right. Now, I don't know about the kidney failure. I don't know about the diabetes. I don't know what's going on here. I'm not a medical doctor. Uh, Diabetes comes from a lot of different things. Obesity is one of them. Sure. Um, and they don't work much, he said. In both their cases, I think. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It could be the, in the in the equation here, but I, I I'm not gonna. I can't make a prognostication or however you say that on a prediction on their health or or even read motive into their health. But uh, I I can go. Um, These people are not sustaining their own lives, and so I am participating in their failure by giving them money.
2: Not only are they not sustaining their own lives, but I'm watching the quality of their life decrease, Mm -hmm. and I am paying paying for it. I'm paying for it. That's right. So I'm contributing to this. It's giving
0: a drunk a drink. It's buying a heroin addict some heroin. I mean, when you're participating in their – when you're enabling or causing or making it easier for their negative behavior to continue. My son lives in my basement, and he won't get a job. Well, what if he wasn't in your basement? Oh, yeah, you're contributing. Right. Because a, an eagle that doesn't leave the nest is eventually known as a turkey. Kick his butt out. Why? Because you're a big old meanie and that's tough love? <laughs> no, because you do love him so much that you know he will have no dignity as a 46-year-old in your basement. He already doesn't have any dignity as a 26-year-old in your basement. Get his little butt
2: out. And I would reverse, I would reverse this too, Roberto, and say... Stop using your brother and sister as a way to reconnect with your parents. Ooh. Right? Your parents. Um, now we just got hoochie-coochie pa- with the psychology. Passed, they passed away. Stop using your, your brother and sister and giving them money, leading to what Dave was just talking about, leading yeah. to them having challenges. Stop doing that. Don't use your brother and sister anymore. And don't become – you're not a loan shark to your brother and sister. Yeah, yeah. Just that money spent. I would just say yeah, – I agree with
0: John on that. Just I, I'd call him up and say, listen, the, it's forgiven – I'm not going to give you any more because I love you. Because I love you. And, and if I, you what I will some- do is I will cheer for you. I'll help you. Out. I'll coach you. Yep. I'll show you how to get a job. I'll show you how to interview for a job. I'll teach you the character you need to keep the job. I'll help you with your budget. I'll help you get out of debt by showing you how. I'll pay for you to go to Financial Peace University. Um, if you want to take a class at the community college I'll, and to get to get that job, I'll pay for I'll, that. I'll go to the
2: doctor with you. When, he exp- when the doctor, when he or she explains how you're going to navigate your health crisis and work right we'll figure all yeah. that
0: out i'll be I'm, there with you i'm 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 there for i love you yeah i'm not cutting you off emotionally and relationally i'm cutting you off financially that's right and the only reason i'm doing that is because i love you so much yeah well that's tough love no honey that's just love it's just love it's just love what you're doing is not love enabling is not love it's called cowardice right uh, you don't have the backbone to say no and you're blaming your parents it's because it's using people yeah, yeah. don't do that don't do that. So yeah. yeah, enablers are the nicest people in the world. Well, even when I'm an enabler, I'm that's the, when I'm my nicest. I'm because you're too wimpy <laughs> to do the conflict. <laughs> to say, dude, you need to get a job. This stops. Yeah. You're my brother. Yeah. You freaking lazy. You need to get up, get your big butt off the couch here, man.
2: Or if you've got if you've got kidney failure, we need to go get you with some services that are going to get you the help that you need, man. Yeah. You, this isn't working.
0: Yeah, and what what kind of income-producing thing can you do? Yeah, with that, because it's not sustainable. Right, it's not sustainable, and there's no
2: <sighs> dignity. I was about to. Say, I'm writing down dignity restoration. This is how you give someone the gift of dignity. Yeah, yeah. Right.
0: Here, here's 73 books to read
2: that will motivate you, and I'll You'll, read them with you. Yeah. Right,
0: I, I, we'll do this together. We'll have a Bible study together. I'll pick you up, and we'll go to church. Raise raise our hands and praise Jesus. And, you know, let's do it. What do we got to do? Let's get this thing moving called life. I'm here in your corner. I'm for you. But what's happening is you're becoming bitter toward them over nine grand. (laughs) Forgive the nine grand. Forget that. It's gone. You ain't getting it back, number one. Number two, it's holding you back from moving them forward. This is the Ramsey Show. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions, Olivia is with us with Kino? Keano. Keano. I'm sorry. I knew I was going to mess that up. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Good to have you guys. All right. Where do you live? Wisconsin. Yes. What part?
3: We live in Lemiro
0: Okay. Which is near? A small
3: town near Oshkosh. Yes.
0: Okay. There we go. That's that's something a Tennessee person recognizes. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> yeah. right. Beautiful. Good. Area. How much how much debt did you pay off? Seventy-two
4: thousand. All right. How long wow. did this take? Just about two years. Whoa. Uh, Good. And your range of income during that time? It ranged from fifty-five thousand to eighty thousand. Cool. And uh, what kind of debt was the seventy-two? <laughs> just about everything we had: cars, credit cards, and some medical. Some medical.
0: Kind of normal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. Normal Americans. All right. What happened? What woke you up two years
0: ago?
3: Well, it kind of first started after we got married. We used most all of our wedding money to start paying off our debt. Yep. And then a few months later, we got pregnant and we're like, this is our I've had it moment. We yep. can't bring a child into this world and not have our finances in order. So that's really where we started right from then.
0: There's something about a baby grows you up instantly. Sure You're like, does. oh, exactly. this just got
2: real. Yep. <laughs> how long have you all been married?
3: Three years. Yep. Three
2: years. Ah, very good.
4: Wow. Yep. We've and been together so, for ten years and uh,
3: high school sweethearts.
4: Yep.
0: <laughs> fun. Very fun. So, um, who, who, got, who, how'd you get connected to this Ramsey stuff, the Ramsey way?
4: You know, I, uh, I actually was watching some vloggers and they were talking about how excited they were that they paid off their car, and when I saw that, I was like, that seems weird. I'm like. I couldn't imagine having, like, a paid-off vehicle, so I, and they, Do you use your name, this was years ago, and I was like, we should try this, and at first she was like, mm, no, you know, like, we're not, I was weird. reluctant, yes. I was like, we gotta cut the credit cards up, I was <laughs> gun-ho on it right away, and, um, yeah, that's just how we learned from me. and then as soon as I started dropping the Ramsey name around coworkers and family, they would all start kind of giving their two cents on it.
0: Ah, Okay.
4: Positive or negative? Positive. Right? positive or negative? Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, ah, he's a snake oil
2: salesman. <laughs> Stay away from that guy.
0: Yep. Yeah, I sell. I sell a lot of snake oil. Tons No it. Lots yeah, of it. Got it all
2: in my hair yeah. and everything. Yeah. So Olivia, uh, what probably finally brought you along?
3: I just really needed to realize that I was living beyond my means. I didn't need certain things, and I just needed to focus on our main path and changing our family tree if we were going to have a child and bring more children into the life yeah.
2: so one of the most common questions we get is somebody married to somebody else saying how do i get my spouse on board what did kiano do what was the conversation that finally happened that you said you're right let's do this
3: he just really put out an outline for me he's really good with spreadsheets and he explained all of that to me and i'm like you know that sounds awesome it would be great to be debt free and then we can just we
2: can give back life.
3: eventually and yeah have a great life and
2: so he gave you a vision of what this yes could look like. the yeah. vision definitely
3: <laughs> gave me a great outlook on it and i'm like yes let's do this
2: yeah, yeah very fun very fun love my
4: spreadsheets so
0: <laughs> ah, there you go man so you, how did you, you you heard about us and then how did you plug into our stuff just the youtube or what
4: youtube and the podcast mm-hmm. i would Listen to the podcast every day at work, and I'd come home with something new to show her. Yeah, we'd be
3: listening to the podcast all night.
4: I'd say when it going really, through everybody's
3: story, and yep. he's like, "See, this could be us."
4: <laughs> when it really took off was when we started actually putting everything out in a budget. And first, we were trying to use like random budgeting like apps and stuff, and then we were like, "Well, we should just use the Every Dollar app; that makes mm-hmm. more sense." And then we started seeing how much money we were wasting.
3: Crazy amounts of money.
4: We're like, this money could easily have been used for On it. what?
2: What, what, yo, what, was, what were you wasting it on?
4: Going out to dinner or shopping. And there's sometimes we were sitting there, we're like, we'd have no idea where all this money went.
3: Yeah, we would be so confused. Like, yep. we're living paycheck to paycheck. Where is all this money coming from? So once we started putting everything down into the budget, we're like, this is where it's going <laughs> we cannot do this anymore we no. need to change especially
4: with a baby on the way
3: yeah.
0: yeah yeah the baby gives you that urgency that's fine yeah. Yeah. gotta change our family tree we gotta be grown-ups when this little one gets here yes. we can't children raising children not
2: a plan no yeah, like so how old are you guys now i'm 24 i'm 26 wow and y'all owe nobody no nope. how's it feel feels, it feels great, great.
4: <laughs> 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 it's uh it's a weight <laughs> off the shoulders for sure um it seemed like every week we were getting hit with a different credit card payment and stuff, and it just, it was, it puts you in like a depressive state at times where you're sitting there like, I'm finally getting ahead, and then all of a sudden you realize, oh, I uh, forgot to pay the Capital One bill this week, and now we owe an extra 75 bucks, you hey. know.
3: And it's so. just great to be able to do this at such a young age, too, and we don't have to worry about doing this in the future.
0: Yeah.
2: Will we you go back in debt?
4: No. No. <laughs> no. No.
2: Like it, you, like it. you you two don't understand what you've done for your financial future yet. You'll be 35 and y'all will be smiling, and then you'll be 45 and you'll be really smiling. Like yeah. what y'all have done. millionaires, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I hope so.
4: That's yeah. the plan.
2: Yeah. You will. You will. Oh, if you stay on the no track. No question. Stay on this yeah. path.
0: No question. All right. When people hear you did this and they ask, how do you get out of debt? What do you tell them?
4: I tell them that uh, start off with a game plan and sit down, especially if you're married or something, sit down with them and write everything out and you work as a team you can't work against each other you can't hide things from each other you need to work as a team and just make sure everybody's on the same page because that's the only way you win mm-hmm.
3: cash is king that yep. is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it, <laughs> <laughs>
2: there it you is. married Socrates Keanu yeah. <laughs> there it is. I like it
0: very good very good. Well done. All right. And you brought your son with you. We did. Yes. And what is his name? Is Grayson. Grayson. All right. We got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you. We're proud of you, too. Oh. Well done, you guys. <laughs> Very proud of you. Oh, he's great. Oh, look and at that. A, guy. a cookie guy. in <laughs> hand.
3: That's how he can be happy.
0: I love it. That's fun. And I also got a copy of uh, Financial Peace University for you, a one year membership to that. And we will also send you or give you a copy of the Total Money Makeover. You can give that away and get somebody's journey started. Awesome. So very, very cool. Good stuff. All right, Keanu, Olivia, and Grayson from Wisconsin. $72,000 paid off in two years, making fifty-five dollars to eighty. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream.
4: Three, two, one. We're, We're debt-free.
1: debt-free. Yeah. yeah.
0: I love it. Well done, you
2: guys. Very well done. So, for everybody listening, I hope you heard this trajectory here. He really wanted to get out of debt. He wanted to follow his plan. Wife wasn't on board, so he sat down and he, and he painted a picture of this is what this could look like for us. And he had a plan how to get there. And he said, "I'll be a part of this if you will." Yeah. Right. So it's it's all of that stuff, right? H- have a dream meeting with your
0: spouse what this could look like and um and and paint it out in great detail in hd this is exactly where we could be sitting we could be in this situation at this age and here's because the math says we can Mm -hmm. and it's not high it's not pie in the sky this is conservative this is reasonable we get out of debt and we get the house paid off during that time, we build this level of wealth. We're 35. We'll be sitting here with this kind of net worth Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and and put you in a completely different mindset then because you start to believe it's possible. When I was about, how old was I? I was 22 years old and um, I went to one of these uh, multi-level get rich quick things. Oh, I thought you were going to say a covered wagon convention.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, Yeah,
0: well, let me tell you what. Let me tell you what they carry when they ride on covered wagons. They carry Colt forty five. I know. I know. So, um, just keep that in mind. All right. So, uh, circle the wagons. The salones are here. All Um, But the uh, uh, yeah. So, I have no idea what the multi level marketing convention.
2: The multi level. So anyway,
0: the guy pops up there a uh, a compound interest chart and Uh. says, if you saved one hundred dollars a month at twelve percent. Uh, for from age 30 to age 60 age 25 to age 65 you'd have $1,176,000 and I went why don't everybody do that?
1: <laughs>
2: right right
0: because I was 22 yeah and I'm like I don't even have to get started until I'm 25 yeah 25 to 65 40 years at $100 a month 12% $1,176,000 we can't get 12% it wasn't the point the point was why don't everybody do that yeah Cause once you see the math it gives you a vision and you yeah. go gum, everybody a hundred dollars a month yeah. everybody ought to be a millionaire that's just crazy this is the ramsey show Thank you for joining us, America. We're glad you're here. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. Thanks for hanging out with us. Tom's with us in Lima, Ohio. Hi, Tom. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
1: Hey, guys. It's really nice to speak to both of you.
0: You too. What's up?
1: Hey, I was wondering a little dispute between my fiancé and I. Um, Yes.
2: That's what we're here for.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're getting married in 16 days. I'm 20. She's 21. She's 21. Um, you lose I'm whatever the dispute til- is. You lose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not much, uh, just a very slight uh, disagreement, I guess. Okay, um, that's how I'm I can tell wait, you're not married. There is
2: no slight disagreement, but go ahead. You
1: well, know, uh, yeah, um, I was going to wait till I was in person whenever we come down during our honeymoon, but uh, found a truck sooner than later. We're closing on selling our house. We're moving to. We're going to rent uh, my grandparents' family farm. With the plans of buying it in three to five years. Um, but, anyways, we have about 102000 in equity on our house that we'll be getting a check for tomorrow. And then we're wanting to uh, get a little bit nicer truck than we have now.
0: What do you um, have now?
1: I have a 2002 Chevy with uh, 170,000 miles. Okay. Pretty and what do
0: you make a year? Your-
1: um, between the two of us, it's going to be around eighty-five to ninety.
0: Okay. And what are you talking about spending on a truck?
1: Uh, I found a really nice twenty seventeen F three fifty for thirty seven thousand. So it'd be around forty thousand after tax and title.
0: Nope. She wins.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that is that just due to the income?
0: <laughs> yeah. You're going to spend half your income on a truck. Okay. You don't want to don't don't have more than half your you don't want to have more than half your income tied up in things that are going down in value. And by the time we buy her a car, you've got more than half your annual income tied up in things going down in value. You do need a better truck, but you went whole hog here. You need to back off a notch or three.
1: Yeah.
0: Like ten grand.
1: Okay.
0: Ten grand right, is ten I'm times nicer than what you course. got. Ten grand's is ten times nicer than what you got.
1: Yeah.
2: He doesn't sound enthused. Sorry, man. Listen, well,
0: that's not really what you're, I
1: was hoping
2: for. You called a couple of dudes on a radio show, and you're like, "These guys will be." I, we just ruined. It. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, you got a lot going on. You are you sold a
0: house. You're getting married, and you're moving all in less than a month.
1: Yeah.
0: It's okay if you wait to buy a truck a little bit. Yeah. Okay. And and I I you know. You have you have too many things, too many balls in the air. You're getting ready to drop one, and that was one you were getting ready to drop. You, I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I mean, you asked us, and because I want you to have a – I want you to be able to pay cash for this farm more than I want yeah. you to have that truck.
1: Yeah, I'd love to be able to put at least 30 or 40% down on the farm. Yeah,
2: and the cheaper truck you buy, the more likely that is. And the funnest part about having a farm is all the gear, right? Like I can't just yeah. have an F one fifty or an F two fifty. I have to have an F three, right? It just, it just you can gear yourself out of a lot of money, man. <laughs> no, stop it, John.
0: You can't. Uh, but, I know. Yeah. I like
2: the toys, man. But yeah, no, uh,
0: no, it's uh, here, here's the thing: things that have motors and have wheels, whatever they are, they go down in value. Like ninety nine percent of them do. And if you're going to build wealth. You minimize the things that you buy that go down in value. You maximize the things that you buy that go up in value. Fairly simple equation. But if you, you know, like, here's another one, Tom, and John will relate to this. I was driving the other day. I cut through a back way, and I got over into this uh, new little neighborhood. And it was little, um, it was nice, nice homes, but they were starter home, maybe one half notch above a starter home, okay, kind of slammed all together, and the you know the little driveways are coming down the front and they're all kind of looks like a um, Truman show or something, right? They're, they you know, they
2: ran through and just buzzed the trees down and just threw them up. Yeah,
0: it's just a it's just it's a subdivision, you yeah. know, kind of classic, right? But nice, they were nice. They weren't they weren't, weren't trashy, but they weren't mansions. Right? They weren't even McMansions, okay? And but what struck me was as I drove along there, that most of the cars were not in the garages. Mm -hmm. They were in the driveways in front of the garage or in the street in front of the house because they wouldn't even fit in there. And as I'm driving along there, I can look and I'm adding up the price of the two cars sitting in front of that house. And I go, dude, if you weren't driving those two, you wouldn't be in that house. Yep. Dude, if you weren't driving those two, you wouldn't be in that house. And so you can tell these people have got their thing bass backwards. That's right. That's right. And they've got all their money in wheels. Rather than in real estate, or they've got their money in image, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, because the people at the
2: stoplight need to be impressed. <laughs> exactly. You will never meet them, but they need to be impressed. But the people that walk by the parking lot where your car's parked for eight hours of its day, yeah, and they're really going to be moved by that car you've got. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: The first time I heard this really pissed me off. I had I was making good money. I was in the real estate business before I went broke, and I bought a Jaguar, and I thought, man, I'm so, I'm so Bad! I got a Jaguar. I'm the coolest dude on the planet. And my grandpa, who worked 38 years as a cost accountant at Alcoa, I went down to see him. Now, he had a, um, a 68. Oh, I wish I had this truck. A 68 short-bed Chevy Lime Green, three on the tree. Yeah. Oh. And it was perfect. And um, I've come wheeling up, and he had about, Probably a million two in money markets, cash. Never invested a thing because he's a child of the depression. Right, just just stacked cash is all he did. And I knew he had money, but I didn't know how much till he died. But um I roll up in that thing with my cool suit with the little pocket thing in it. You know, looked like Ken Coleman, right? Yep. And um, man, I, I I I come rolling out of that Jaguar, and he comes out and he looks. He goes, "What is that?" I said, well, "It's a Jaguar." And he goes, "What in the world?" I said, "Well, it's a European vehicle, probably it's it's kind of fancy. And he goes, Oh, it looks like it. He goes, What that thing cost? And I told him, he goes he whistled. He said, That's dumber than a rock. <laughs> and I said, Well, what do you mean? He insulted me. I thought I was cool. I was I was there for my grandpa to brag on me. And he that's dumber than a rock. And I said, What do you mean? He goes, Well, You take that amount of money and you put it in a savings account, you know how much will be in there in 10 years? And I said, how much? He told me. Just ran that calculator, right? And I said, "Um," he said, you know what that car's going to be worth in 10 years? I said, well, it holds its value. He said, no, it doesn't. Hmm. That's that's a lie. People tell themselves to buy crap like this. (laughs) (laughs) I was so mad. I was mad for six weeks. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't just mad for six minutes. I, I just left. I mean, I wasn't mad at him. I was just mad because he was right. He's right. That's it. You know, it. and yeah. it, it didn't, you know, it just had boiled me, boiled me because I was there. I had a whole different image, a whole different thing set up. Mm-hmm. And of course, I had borrowed every dime. I didn't a 100% financed. Yeah. You know, and uh, um, man, I but I, you know, that's one of those lessons you just don't, you don't get to quote drive away from, you know. Smart people put the money in things that go up in value. Dumb people put money in things that go down in value. And you you need to buy some things that are nice that, go, that have wheels. I've got nice cars, sure. but but they're a small percentage of my net worth and That's of right. my income.
2: I, and I identify with this young man because – it's we're, a truck. We're a couple of months out from me finally replacing my old truck. When you needed but, to. Your old truck was a piece of crap. It's not it great. It's th- I still got it. I got a couple more months. I'm not there yet. Look at yeah. you kicking me while I'm down. Yeah. Um, but I also. You know, the covered wagon joke's going to come back to haunt <laughs> you. I'm just saying. So. <laughs> uh, but hey, I, I understand I'm a couple months out, and I understand Like I'll just pull up. I was just looking on websites before yeah. the show started and thought, I bet I could. I could pull the trigger on the. Nope. Just follow the plan, man. So just, follow the plan. The plan. just follow the plan. Take a breath. Calm down. You're 20. Wait three more months. It's you're time. 20. You're going
0: to be married in 16 days. Good idea to start marriage with her being right.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it will idea. end with her being right. It's good idea. <laughs> so. it's gonna, you might
0: as well start that way because it's, it's going to end. Yeah. That's right. I, mean, it's, uh, yeah. I get the, I get, man. I get it, man. You want a new truck, you need a yeah. new truck. It's all good. All it, joking uh, about wives and stuff aside, but here's the thing. Who can find a virtuous wife, the proverb says. Mm-hmm. For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, and he will have no lack of gain. Mm-hmm. Now, his wife is not a nag. She's not a jerk. His wife to be. She just has wisdom. She's wise, yeah. And she just said, this isn't smart. Yep. And he's like me. He's that little boy on the cereal aisle. But I want one! <laughs> I want one! And uh, then he called this show, and we said, no. She's right, my brother. No. No.